Welcome to the Nerd Party. Want to be a part of the Nerd Party community? Don't forget to like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash the nerd party and follow us on Twitter at join nerd party. You can also help us by leaving a rating and comment in Apple Podcasts to help spread time and space to other listeners. If you want to contact us, visit thenerdparty.com slash contact, click on our show logo, and leave a comment for us there. Time and Space, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her husband and co-host, Philip Gilfus. October continues, and so does our celebration of all things Tenth Doctor Yay. and David Tennant. And so we're going to be talking about a series, I guess this is our, our part two in our ongoing series of Char, First Time Doctor Whoing. We Yay. have our guest, Charlene Schmidt. Char, how are you doing? It is very good to be here talking Doctor Who. Yes, I have watched another season and it didn't take me six months to do it. Aren't you proud? <laughs> <laughs> very proud. Oh, wow. I was dedicated, but this was also a very good season. Yes. 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 And for our Inside the TARDIS Library segment, we're going to be talking about Blackpool, David Tennant's other TV right. series. He did a little another pre-Doctor Whoing. So, was it pre Doctor Who? It was pre Doctor Who. Okay. So. All right. And we're playing drinking games. Every, That's right. I think every time somebody says the word doctor, we all have to drink something. <laughs> oh, something, you're something. going to have to excuse me. I need more liquor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to call him who then. So. <laughs> Wait a minute. Doctor Who? <laughs> oh, damn it. Take Here a drink. I got it. So uh, let's just, for those maybe who haven't been listening to you, Char, just briefly or longly explain your history of watching Doctor Who. Okay, so for starters, this is all your fault. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Philip is one of the two people uh, who can convince me to watch a show, just finally nudging me, nudging me, nudging me. The other person is Tristan Riddell, my co-host on Punch It!, which is also on the Nerd Party Network. If you guys tell me to watch a show, I know it's good, and you can usually convince me to do it. Well, for years I had contemplated watching Doctor Who. It was a lot of history. It was by then more than a 50-year franchise, and I thought, I don't know if I'm ready to make this kind of commitment. It's a lot. (laughs) And you said with the 13th Doctor, look, they're starting off with, you know, it's a fresh start. There's going to be more kind of an episodic feel to it. This is about as easy and gentle of an entry point as you're going to get. Take it, Char, take it. And I said, <laughs> okay, I'll do it. So my first Doctor was Jodie Whittaker, the 13th Doctor. Watched that series. We reviewed that on the show. And then you told me to go back and watch Christopher Eccleston. We did that. Did a show mm. on that. And now I have seen three Doctors with David Tennant. That's right. And you were on your third series of Doctors, and you're also on your third first series of doctors so you've seen the first series (laughs) of three different doctors (laughs) so you've seen seen what beginnings look like right i'm getting the medley yeah yes Yes. so you know and and you know you don't literally have to rank them but you can if you want but 
now having, like you said, seen the first series of the 13th Doctor, the first series of the 9th Doctor, the only, but still the first, um, and the first series of the 10th Doctor, comparisons, contrast, anything, do they seem like, uh, you know, and certainly between uh, 9 and 10 and 13, about, you know, 10 plus years separates those. So, but, but kind of what do you think of how Russell, who did 9 and 10, and um, Chris. Chris uh, did 13. How do you think of how they introduced doctors for a series? Yeah, I'm noticing that the regeneration process, well, it's a process, right? It can take a lot of time. It can take a lot of effort. It's not always instantaneous because the whole Christmas special, the doctor was in a coma, right? Mm -hmm. So I learned that. And I also learned that like every time the doctor regenerates, it takes some time to reacquaint the doctor with the new body. And we saw that with Jodie Whittaker, but I mean, seeing it again with David Tennant kind of really solidified that for me as to what a process that is. So I got to that, but then um, seeing a little bit of a contrast between Doctors, I'd say David Tennant and Jodie Whittaker are probably a little closer for being my favorites. Mm -hmm. Not that Chris Eccleston was bad. He played kind of like a different facet of the Doctor, though. He was coming right off of what happened with this big war that I don't know anything about yet. <laughs> and he's just tortured and traumatized by it, right? And then it seems like by the time we get to the 10th Doctor, that has worn off a little bit. He's a little more goofy. We see an episode where he gets drunk. Um, <laughs> there's all sorts of fun stuff going on. And he and Rose are just, you know, they're like this right now. Mm. They're really getting on. They're having a lot of fun. They're doing some really cool adventure stuff. And this uh, this particular season of Doctor Who really just seems to be firing on all cylinders. Mm. Now, with Jodie Whittaker's Doctor, um, it does seem like they got off to a little bit slower of a start. They're moving in a slightly different fashion just because I think they're using that more episodic format to slowly bring a new crop of fans in. Whereas this played off of a lot of things that have happened before with mm -hmm. David Tennant and mm. then previous doctors and we'll get into all that so <laughs> I mean I'm not I don't know if I want to rank them yet as far yeah, as like fun. who's my favorite but um this was certainly a fun incarnation of the doctor and I definitely see reflections of Jody's doctor with David Tennant's doctor yada yada Mm -hmm. It was. We've been watching uh, some DVD or Blu-ray extras, um, and we, it's sort of David Tennant's uh, video cam. You know, so it's so a little um, video diary. Yeah, video video diary. <laughs> he took on set, so it's, this is during this series. Oh, nice. Um, and so it's interesting when you look at the dates because he's filming his first scene as the Doctor in what August or July. Reminder: Doctor Who, as in the new Who, premiered in March. So Doctor Who, as a new series, has only existed for a few months um, <laughs> because of, you know, Chris's exit. And so it's weird that, you know, he's in so early uh, filming as the 10th Doctor when really, I don't know yeah. how much, you know, I, you know, I mean, it's been March. It's been a couple of months, so they know it's not a loser, right? But still, it's so new. And, of course, you know, he wouldn't actually premiere until December in the Christmas episode. But it's kind of interesting to watch him embrace mm. that role. <clears throat> Yeah. early on yes and and his nerves with it is really as a fan because david Tennant, if we haven't said it david <clears throat> Tennant is a doctor who fan like he's watched doctor who since he was a kid i so. figured as much i figured he was a massive doctor who nerd just because his enthusiasm for playing the doctor really shines through he knows what is going on with this show 
mm-hmm. it definitely reflects in his performance. That's what makes it so fun. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So even well, as a casual fan, I definitely <laughs> caught on to that. Yeah. And also interesting in the video diaries, they talk about, I mean, they filmed the season over the course of, I think he said eight months, eight and a half months, yep. something like that. Completely out of order. Really? Oh, this I did not know. Completely out of order. Like, he talks about filming Rose's last scene. On the beach. On the, you know, that beach scene. What? And And he's like... Um, it's Billy Piper's last scene, except it's not really because we have another five episodes to film, but now we're filming this and it's just, I mean, to imagine from Billy's perspective as an actress, you have to give it your all that you're saying goodbye, but you're not because <laughs> you yeah. still have oh how many gosh. months Why of filming. Why did they do that? Also, ah. okay. So I know British TV is different than American TV. Usually mm-hmm. it's a reason uh, on an American show that the person wants out of their contract or their contract is up and they want off the show. Did like did Billy Piper want off the show, or was this just written in? Like, okay, it's time for a new companion. We're gonna put this in. What yeah, do you know I don't that? actually know. I mean, I would assume <clears throat> that she 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 left. Um, you know, of and her own she, volition. Yeah, and I, I I don't know the timeline at all. But of course, shortly thereafter, we get oh, the diary girl. of a call girl. Yeah, uh, which huh. she was on. So I don't okay. know if that which she was... started. Yeah, so, yeah, because this is her, and I, I mean, as I mansplain everything, right? Um, but this is her first TV gig. I mean, she, you know, like I said, you know, as we told right. you, you know, coming from pop stardom. Um, and so now that she's sort of established two series under her legs, and she's now like, everyone's like, everyone's not like, oh, Billy Piper? No, I'm like, oh, Billy Piper. And so she's now she's an can, actress. That's yes. a thing. So now she can sort of chart her own course. Yeah. Okay. And so did she kind of know she had this new thing on the horizon? And then that was That's kind of it? what I wonder if she wasn't. Putting feelers out for other things, and then mm. Diary of a Call Girl mm-hmm. came okay. up, which I've never seen. We should look yeah. it up. Yeah, and see and if then we can did find she? Because she, I know she has children now, so I don't know at what point then she. No, I don't know either. Remarried and had kids. Yeah, and, um, and then she comes. She's also in uh, Penny Dreadful. Oh, that's Is true. That right? She yeah. does Penny Dreadful. So, yeah. So just moving on in his career. Yeah, because I mean, from a classic Who perspective, and I know it's not the same thing with companions, because I think in the classic Who era. I think they, they mostly kicked companions off. I don't know how of them did it voluntarily. Um, but as far as the doctors, Pat Trout and the second doctor sort of established because he you know other doctors would talk to each other actors, okay. and he said probably three years is as much as you want to go, mate. You know, so as far as doctors, you'll see three years, three to four years, because um, you, know, you know it's the whole it's a lot of work, and they want to do other things. Both, yeah. and I, sure. and I. Th- think again because the british theater world is so small there are more opportunities sure if that makes sense sure. and right. so well, yeah you know, theater's so three big years there, right? and they go try something else yeah and it's such a small country and so everybody does everything there are a lot more opportunities to write if i walk away from that i don't have to settle in and do 11 seasons because who knows what else i'll ever get Sure. And also the thing about Doctor Who, I mean, uh, people don't necessarily ever leave. I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, I don't know if Star Trek's necessarily like it the same way. But Doctor Who, like, it, you are part of the, because with Doctor Who, of course, there's a different series. Whereas Doctor Who is just Doctor Who. Um, but, like, people don't leave, as we'll talk about with Sarah Jane. So, like, once yeah. you're in Doctor Who, whether it's a year later, three years later, 40 years later, you can always come back. 
mm-hmm. okay. Because all obviously, well, I say obviously, obviously, all the people who are the head writers are Doctor Who fans. So yeah, they they're gotta like, be oh. sure. Yeah, and if, so especially if you worked under the same person, you know, so the, whether the Moffat era or the Davies era or now Chibnall, but like you know, you can reuse an old character; it's yours. And or if you want to go back and bring in, you know, Sarah Jane, or if you want to bring in K nine, if you want to bring in, you know, whatever. You, know, so. you can but, and you will, huh? Yeah, so, uh, yeah. so long story. And people seem to be more than willing to come back. Well, that's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like Harriet Jones. Yep. So, yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, but long story short, I think I'm pretty sure, like, I'm 95% sure Billy just left. You know, said, hey, you know, let you know, Russell, I want to move on. Um, I don't know about the next ones that we'll talk about. I mean, not this time, but in future series. I assume uh-huh. it's always going to be that way. But I don't know. I'll have to ask about Fremo. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, that was going to be my question. I don't know. But anyway, but again, she you know, <clears throat> shh, don't listen, Chuck. But she comes back, so I don't. You know, it's not yeah. like it's not like any animosity. <laughs> yeah. You know, so the I'd be interested yeah. in the only uh, one who hasn't come back is Christopher. So let me just put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've dropped that hint before. <laughs> this yeah. is not news. Yeah. And whether Clara. <laughs> Made the choice. Or oh, that's true. Just well, she just about. did Victoria after that, so. Well, yeah, Jenna Coleman. Uh, but whether or not they were sort of like, mm, the chemistry isn't really working with Peter Capaldi. We want to take it in a different direction. Because there was only one series left after that. So, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, sorry not to drink it. But, but I'll say, yeah, I, I, it seems to me in the New Who era, only. Well, Chris didn't get fired. He fired himself. But everyone else, it seems, is... He made a choice to yeah. not renew his contract. Yeah. So, But everyone else, I think, whether it's the Doctor <clears throat> companions, I think, either left voluntarily or it was a transition where it was a new uh, showrunner. And then new era? Showrunner. It's sort of like, you know, a new president. You know, everyone resigns, and then you don't know if right. you're getting... You know. So I think the new now, showrunners... Yeah. Uh, quick, this is jumping ahead a little sure. bit, but... Going from the David Tennant era to the Eleventh Doctor, is that essentially what happened? Is change of administration? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. And then I, I don't know how much you pay attention to the writing credits, but a Stephen bit. Mo- Stephen Moffat starts writing in this season, series two, and he's going to be the next showrunner. So if you okay. start paying attention to the Moffat episodes, you know that'll give you a taste of what's to come. Okay. Okay. So the Davies era comes to a close, and then he takes over. Exactly. Yes. And then while okay. Moffat is the showrunner, if you keep an eye Chibnall out for the Chris Chibnall episodes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's just kind of this constant writing. evolution, how they're grooming Actually, new people to take over. He starts next season. Chibnall starts 42 as a okay. Chibnall episode. So you'll see Chibnall starting next year as a writing okay. for Doctor Who. So, yeah. And again, I think it's the fan aspect. You know, they're enough of a fan to want to write for it. And so then when they know that the showrunner position is coming open, they're like, Yo, yes, please. We know who's perfect. I'm yeah. over here. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm in the middle of doing Broadchurch right now. But... Yeah. And, and you know, there's right. only been three showrunners at this point to date, and mm-hmm. so it's hard to really do a trend, but they've all certainly all been fans and all have written. So... Cool. That's cool. That's super cool. So let's the British focus... seem to have less of a problem with moving on like American TV does. Mm. Yeah, one and done or two and done and, you know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was good while it lasted. See ya. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that there is that sort of attitude of, and go out while it's still good. Yes, yes. British TV knows when to stop. Whereas yes. here, it's like, oh, milk it until it's just dead. 
Yes, <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I'm still watching Grey's Anatomy season 15, but, <laughs> but let's be honest, it could have ended <laughs> years ago. Right, right. But if people still watch and tune in, they get them advertising dollars. Yes, and that's, I think that, well, and that's part of, very much so, the BBC. It's a public network. Because it's a public network, and so they Uh don't take advertising dollars, and so that's not the thing that drives them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very much so. And also, I think, conversely, which I don't pretend to be an expert, because you're working on BBC, you're getting BBC pay. So uh-huh. some of these actors might want to, you know, do a movie, do another series, do, you know, something else. Move on to something that pays better. Yeah. Unless you're oh, David so... Tennant, who got paid a lot of money. Yes. But, you know, that's that's a, but, you know, there's X amount in Doctor Who. So that goes to salary, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. Doctor yeah. Who's not very high on the budget? No. I mean, surprisingly, no. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's I, what it, what it, I'm sure from 2005 to now, it's probably one of its most expensive programs, but it's still not, you know going to have it's still government funded because and again this isn't any okay. backhand especially to our british listeners but know that you know british productions as a rule are always going to be less ex- less there's less money than american productions just uh, sure yeah and then you're only in bbc so even less and so you know etc et okay i thought bbc was just kind of the king in britain as far as uh tv production like if you hit bbc you were yeah doing I, okay. I i think <laughs> I think you're probably right in terms of TV production. But it's just Um, there's so much else, and especially theater is so big there. that Theater is so big, and movies, and of course now with Netflix and Hulu, all the other sort of streaming services, Mm -hmm. there are places where you can make a lot more money. And their model is what ours used to be. So in other words, and I know you know this, so again, I'm sorry if I'm mansplaining, but like the BBC was, it's like ABC, CBS, and NBC, that's all there was. Right. So, you know, what you know, there's nothing and then you know, in the past 20 years, you know, you have ITV, you have E4, and, you know, you have yeah. everything uh-huh. else. But, you know, so there was BBC 1, 2, and then BBC 3 came along, you know, that's the new boy, our new kid on the block. Um and you know, however long ago that was. Um and so, yeah. Yeah, but more competition. That's yeah. really interesting because I noticed a major not that last season was bad, but I nef- I definitely noticed bigger production values. They're trying more things. They're giving it more of that cinematic, larger-than-life feel. Mm. And it just feels like they really kicked it up a notch with this season. So I thought, oh, they probably gave it a little more of a budget after that first season was really good. And it probably gained some notoriety. But from what you're telling me, maybe that wasn't so much the case. They just they did up their game, but not because they got more money. Well, and they may well have gotten more money, but... When you're looking at more money for this versus more money for... EastEnders, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, which is not ever going to be a big, big budget. They're not going to do a whole lot of CGI or things like that. So, yeah, for BBC, sure. they probably have a pretty decent budget for something that happens over here, mm-hmm. less so. Gotcha. Proportionally. But yeah, but I think, you know, obviously the first series was successful because, you know, it's a risky proposition. And again, it's not a reboot, but you know what I mean. You know, they re-brought back Doctor Who, which is, you know, what's going to happen? No one knows. You think it's going to be, but but obviously series one was a success. But the eighth Doctor movie wasn't the success they hoped it was. That it needed to be. That it needed to be for them to bring it back. So them trying it another time this is their second time trying it so they're going to be even more cautious 
Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But they <laughs> they did shell out the money for Christopher Eccleston. Yes. So and, whatever and then, that means. So let's talk about the Tenth Doctor in and of himself. What did you think now that you've seen, like you said, thirteen and nine? What do you think of the Tenth Doctor, and what's different, or what's what's special about him? <laughs> well, I think the fact that David Tennant is such a fan really fuels his performance. He is fun. He's a little whimsy, but you know he he can get the job done. And uh, I, I really think, and this is not seeing the 11th or 12th Doctor, but I feel like this the 10th Doctor and the 13th Doctor have the most in common. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just, they're fun to watch. They're just, <laughs> they're a little goofy at times. <laughs> and you don't really know exactly what's going to come out of their mouths. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> um, but at the same time, very thoughtful, knows what to do, knows how to get things done. Um, and there's just something about David Tennant's expression in his eyes mm. that is yeah, so he has fun the puppy to watch. Dogs. I could just watch his eyes. Because mm-hmm. he goes both yeah. ways. He can do the puppy dog that makes you want to cry, but then he also has the fierce eyes. The steel. That, yeah. that uh-huh. means, you uh-huh. know, uh, no second chances, you know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they say everything, and it's a lot of fun. Um, he, I love his energy. I love his presence. I feel like you, you you could walk into a room and you know he's there because you mm-hmm. just feel him. You, before you even see him, you know he's there because you feel it. Some people and just have that gravitas that's like David him. <laughs> yeah, like I want to just run into that room and give him a big hug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to start listening yeah, to the so podcast Yeah, so I really like this now, doctor, if you, you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I was digging this season, hardcore. And uh, it's just a small thing, but I'll ask about it anyway. What do you think of the Tenth Doctor uniform? You know, we have suspenders and and whatever with the Thirteenth. You got the leather jacket. Yeah. Ninth. What do you think of the Tenth Doctor's look? Spiky uh, hair and a suit. It's fine. It's fine. I'm really neither here nor there on his wardrobe. Like it's fine, but it's not as creative as Thirteens. Like I mm-hmm. feel like that really just suits her. Uh, but it's not uh, as dark as the Ninth Doctor. Mm. It's somewhere yeah. in between. It's like a weird transition period for it him is, a little bit. But it suits it's, him, it's so it's brown. Fine. Yeah, because the brown. night is like black, and so now we're yeah. going to more brown. brown. Yeah. And then, you know. So, I mean, there. he looks good. That's really all I have to say. It's, <laughs> Skinny it's, it, I don't know. It's kind of nondescript for him, though. Yeah. Mm. I think the tie yeah. is Prince is about as uh, crazy as things get sometimes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and so let's talk about the uh, the woman who will say goodbye, Rose who you saw before, but what do you think of Rose in series two? <laughs> well, it was a lot of fun to see Billy Piper get a chance to play around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where, say, like in the episode where she uh, Cassandra takes over Rose's body, mm-hmm. and she gets to basically be Cassandra, and then there's a part where she's the doctor, you know, going from personality to personality. It showed that, hey, you know what? Guess what? She has some chops. She mm-hmm. can do this job. She's very good. This and is for my show real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt like Rose and the Doctor had a lot of great synergy going on. Even though this is a new Doctor, they knew each other. They they already had some connection going on. And then they just, I don't know, exploded with it, ran with it. And it was a lot of fun seeing them just high-fiving each other and going through time and space. Mm-hmm. You know, great <laughs> stuff. It was a lot and- of fun. Not to skip to the end, but one thing we talked about in our last episode mm-hmm. was Tenth Doctor's romances. 
So we yes. have this tearful goodbye, and I know you're all full of doomsday thoughts, but, but just to <laughs> uh, focus in on this. So you yes. have Rose telling the 10th Doctor, I love you. So, and then the 10th Doctor may be about to respond. I mean, he did, you know, whatever, whatever. But anyway, I guess what do you think of Rose and the 10th Doctor's relationship? What did it seem like to you? It's interesting, right? Just because especially when you have Mickey around, who is so obviously <laughs> the third wheel, the poor the guy. The 10 dog. Yeah. The ten dog. He re- really. I mean, it's just like Mickey. You need to. You do need to get out of the way here because there. It might not be necessarily a physical romance, but there's definitely love there, right? They have an intimate relationship. They are in an emotional relationship with one another, mm-hmm. for sure. And sorry, Mickey, he's not a part of that. I mean, he is, but he isn't, right? He comes to that conclusion where he needs to go his own way. And so when that finally happened, I was relieved for him. He needed to be his own person, the poor guy. Mm -hmm. Of course, then he gets dragged right back into it. Yeah, well. (laughs) At the end, I mean, you know, the doctor says, ah, but you've still got Mickey. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah well so afterthought and whatever there he is consolation prize <laughs> yeah rose her That's... mom her dad mickey <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i did find it interesting in uh the episode where the doctor tells rose like it's probably best not to fraternize with an alternate version of your family and then mm. seeing what ultimately happened <laughs> yeah hmm. melding yeah. of everything yeah making the happy yeah you know, never mind yes. never mind Yes, so I'm very curious to know, like, if and when Rose does come back, how does she come back? Why does she come back? Is it actually Rose? What is going on here? I have so many (laughs) questions, you guys. Well, I'll flip the question on you. So obviously I didn't tell you Rose is leaving this season, and and I don't know if if you you ever... you bastard. (laughs) And and I, I, so I guess it wasn't until the, you know, the final two that you thought, oh, wait a minute. I'm like, What? Because I don't, I intentionally do not do yes. background information. I don't know what's going to happen. I know nothing about the 11th or 12th Doctors. Mm-hmm. So this was a complete surprise. So when they throw in that introduction where Rose says, this is the story of how I die. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? What? <laughs> I know you, you texted me no. like, she's going to die the next episode? How are they going to do this? <laughs> so it's not so much what happens, but how they get there, right? Which mm-hmm. is the fun in telling the story. So... It didn't quite land in the place where I thought. I thought we were actually going to see her physically die, kill mm-hmm. her off. And so when they didn't, I thought, the door's still open. No, no, they well, closed the door. Didn't you pay attention? No, yeah, yeah. If they so did, literally, they did, when the though. doctor disappeared, <laughs> that was the door. That's true. That's true. They had the little... <laughs> Anything's possible, right? So the right? fact that she didn't actually die said, mm. there's potential for more Rose, and that... That made me happy because I love Rose. I don't right. want her to go. <laughs> yeah, I got a little attached, I think. No, yeah. So I think that was – so how do you think about – so, you know, if you had known Rose is going to leave, did, how did you, did you think this was the best way to do it? That's a – ooh, that's a loaded question. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I think it would depend more on – behind the scenes like let's say billy piper just said you know what i'm so done with doctor who i'm never coming back a la chris eccleston i I, you know whatever then i could see them actually killing off the character but Mm -hmm. seeing as how it was more of like an amicable split well i I appreciate the fact that there's room to come back and especially seeing uh when sarah jane comes back Mm -hmm. the fact that she used to be a companion and 
you know, I imagine for longtime fans, that was a huge burst of nostalgia. And it was a lot of fun, as much fun as it was for me to watch as a first time fan, knowing they were touching in on that nostalgia. I knew I was missing out on some things because I'd never seen her before and I'd never seen K-9 mm. before. <laughs> um, so for the people who knew what exactly that was, I was just thinking those people are having a really freaking good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, Someday when I see Rose again, I'm going to have that cute fangirling moment. Like, that's my girl. She's here. Yeah. I'll be super excited. And David Tennant, it appeared, was having that fangirl moment when. Oh, yeah. (laughs) One of the things in the videos and then the extras, he talks about, you know, Elizabeth. Because his first read throughs, as, you know, ever, they did three episodes. So they did Christmas Invasion. Uh, New Earth and Tooth and Claw. So Elizabeth Slayton was there for his first read through. So he's like, your cast is the doctor and you're seeing the person who you watched growing up. Um, now, you know, and you're now the doctor. And so he was definitely a fan. Fan girl. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. He said he didn't really have to act about, you know, what it's like to see Sarah Jane again because that's, that's what it's like. That's awesome. And then he said at one point in his video diary, he was like, K-9! And it was like exactly the way he says it yeah. when he opens the trunk and K-9's there. And I was Aww. just like, oh. He's like, you know, he's like, is it going to be the same? Is it going to be different? And so, yeah. And then he was like, he's kind of useless. Yeah, just like it, it used to be. Because yeah. <laughs> they would have a problem in the classic series, too. Like, how do you get him out of the TARDIS and into the TARDIS? Because it's not level. So Yeah, that's a problem. Yes. Oh, how funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yep. Yep, what a yep, trip. Yep. Now, was Elizabeth Sladen doing the Sarah Jane Adventures? Just She hadn't. Okay. So, this is this. you have two spinoffs now. Um, huh. You have the Sarah Jane Adventures, which will now start. Um, okay. I mean, in your universe. <laughs> and then you'll have Torchwood, of course. Hmm. Yes. Oh, then a lot of uh, setting up of Torchwood in this season. Yes. Yeah, so last year was Bad Wolf. This year is Torchwood. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what to think of Torchwood, having not seen any of the show proper, but the setup. Uh, you know, we live in a dystopia. I don't know if I want to delve into another dystopia show. Yes, yeah. I see that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I feel like I watched enough of Torchwood before we lived in this dystopia. Mm-hmm. And so... But it's Captain Jack, so... Yeah. It is... That's yeah. just it. I was about to say Captain Jack is in Torchwood, isn't he? And so yeah. I really missed Captain Jack this season. I would like to see more of him. Dang it, I'm torn. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe give it another year and see how you feel. Well, I mean, I would say watch the first episode. Um, and because, and I'm trying to remember because this is hurting my head with the timeline. Because, I'm trying to remember because it, Obviously, Torchwood had to start after this series ended, because yeah. it's the fall of Torchwood 1 is referenced in the first season of Torchwood, um, which, this isn't a spoiler, but I'll tell you, Tor- Torchwood is Torchwood 3, so... Oh, you know, okay. okay. So, I mean, that's... Um, so, that's referenced. But the ending... And so, I think this entire series of Torchwood would have had to air while Doctor Who was on hiatus. And then I think... Torchwood season two and Doctor Who series three probably aired the same time because the season closer of series two of Torchwood kicks off the last two episodes of Doctor Who series three. Oh, wow. So we've got lots of crossover going on, don't we? Yeah, a little bit. And not lots, but not a little lots, bit, yeah. but definitely a little bit. 
Yeah. Okay, and but there's Including connection. The they want you to watch both concurrently. Yes? Yes. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I think it's oh, with boy. Torchwood. Okay. Yeah, because Torchwood was on two? BBC two or BBC, BBC three? three? Maybe. Because it was the, you know, sexy Doctor Who. So, you know, it wasn't on the main BBC. Uh, so... Because anything you put John Barrowman in is going to be the sexy, not regular. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, but anyway, so that's all to say, you know, you don't have to watch all of Tor. I mean, you you could, but you don't have to. But uh, just to know there is some cross-contamination. First two seasons are worth watching. I think that's where it starts to get wonky, isn't it? Three and four were. Yeah, because three is children of Earth, Mm. I think. That's what I was thinking. No, it's not. That's a lie. Sorry, because Torchwood bleeds together. I think, no, it's three seasons, and then people leave, and then Children of Earth is fourth, and then Miracle Day is five. Okay. Skip four and five. So anyway. Okay. I didn't say that. That was I'm taking notes. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Um, So, okay. So let's talk. So we talk about Sarah Jane. Um, We talk about Mickey, K-9. Jackie. Jackie. What do you think of Rose's mom? (laughs) That little cougar. I loved her this season. You know, I said in the last time we recorded, I wasn't expecting Mickey or Jackie to really have a whole lot of involvement, just because I think with the 13th Doctor, there's kind of like a minimal involvement Mm -hmm. with the actual families and the companions. So Mm -hmm. to see them kind of intertwine this a little more got really interesting really fast. And the idea that time, you know, goes by a little differently between Mm -hmm. Doctor Adventures and then what's happening on Earth. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty interesting where she thought Rose was probably dead, you know, a whole year. And then um, then there's also the whole thing, okay, the ghosts, at least when it's ghost time toward the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Okay, for what? That's acceptable? All of a sudden there's not massive panic? Really? Really? <laughs> no, 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 no. Humans are just going to freak the F out about this, okay? Th- this is not going to be okay ever. So <laughs> I had a hard time buying it, and yet here it is. Mm-hmm. But Jackie, in and of herself, oh my god, she's fun. Definitely a cougar. Uh, definitely a lot of fun. And definitely spending too much time at the laundromat. <laughs> yes. Looking for a date, I presume. She, <laughs> she does come back for some audio. Oh, audio adventure. Yeah. Big Finish. We've, you know, Ooh, Big Finish she? is the, uh, mm. well, it's, it's, among, it's an audio company, but it does a lot of Doctor Who. Like, predominantly Doctor Who. And so, yeah. Okay, I also so like the alternate version of Jackie, uh-huh. who's married oh, rich... to evil Rose's dad. <laughs> yeah. Well, who ultimately becomes, you know. And Rose is a freaking dog. I put in my notes, Rose is a dog, in all caps, OMG. <laughs> <laughs> so this is not a ten dog. You don't want to be the ten dog. That's you can be a real dog, I guess. Yeah. Real That's dog the is ultimate curse, than. huh? Exactly. Greater than I am. Sure. So now I have sort of a list of the episodes in front of us, but as the new watcher, what are the episodes that sort of really stood out for you this season? Other than Doomsday, of course, I guess. Well, yeah, we'll yeah Doomsday's definitely, it. that's the most fresh in my mind because I watched that just yesterday. Uh-huh. Um, I really liked Fear Her. Okay. With Chloe. Um, that was just kind of a, it kind of was a standalone in a little bit of a way. Um, but it was it was just kind of a cool concept. It was almost um, 
not quite Twilight Zony because I said that in it for another episode in my notes. I'll go find it. But I loved the fact that they were covering the 2012 Olympics in 2006. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. But also, we learned that the doctor isn't a cat person. And then I put in my notes, I don't know if I can continue with the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a dog person, obviously. Yeah. Talking about I the guess, cat, I guess. we just watched the... But I really liked that episode, and I really loved Love and Monsters, because okay, it, so just, it was fun. That was the episode I wanted to warn you, to give you a heads up about. And you're like, which one? I'm like, I'm not going to tell you. So Love and Monsters <laughs> was the one I was most curious about your reaction. So tell me about what, what okay, you thought about so, that. And then I'll tell you about I, what the conventional wisdom is. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's 2006, right? This dude's blogging. That's so cute. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, we have Moaning Myrtle from Harry Potter. That's yes. 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 Um, and there's this Hogwarts tie-in, right? There's like um, like uh, extra walking down the street. And I was just thoroughly enjoying this freaking episode. Mm. Um, and then we also, in this episode, we see Rose's mom kind of showing the other side of things the loneliness in a way where she's mm. left behind she doesn't know about these adventures that rose and the doctor are going on she just kind of gets to hear about it after a fashion in the same way that mickey felt left out she's kind of left to suffer the consequences and i love that they address that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just because so far with the 13th doctor they haven't done that so much with the companions families so to see this side of things answer some questions for me shows a different side of things like hey there are real life consequences to what the doctor is doing and um continues to solidify my love for jackie yes <laughs> but yeah the fashion of it it was it was just fun it was a little goofy but it was a great romp i thoroughly enjoyed it now i take it that the fan base hated this it's like the threshold of new who really uh, no. i believe i believe i like it I like it's it too. It's great. Up I there, believe... they're wrong. <laughs> exactly. Partly for Moaning Myrtle, because I'm a big fan of hers. And she I was might great. be mistaken, mm. but I'm 60% right that there was a competition to create a monster on Doctor Who, and that was the one that won. Was to really? create. I think. I think. Um, okay. And then there was some. I haven't watched it recently, so you've watched it more. There were some thoughts maybe about the fan base that maybe they were being made fun of by Russell. Oh, I don't think so. I felt like it was in good fun. Okay. Also, I kind of, I do get the kind of the conspiracy theory vibe, though. But it makes sense in the Mm. context of life on Earth, where if the Doctor is going in and tampering with all of these things and all of these events... Surely somebody out there is noticing, okay, this makes perfect sense to me. And the fact that they're having fun with it, let them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it reminds fantastic. me of the, uh, I don't know if you watched any of Supernatural. No. Uh, but the the two demon fighting brothers discover that somebody is out there writing books about them. Uh-huh. And so it's like bringing fan fiction into it. And they're like, yeah, in the book, you guys aren't brothers. You're together. And it's just yeah. so fan fiction that's a fandom. Yeah, it's fan yeah. fiction. Yeah. Um, and it, it runs through, as far as I know, I stopped watching it after a while. But as far as I know, that's something that follows through. You occasionally get these people 
popping up in the supernatural world who are like, yeah, I've read all the books about you, and wink. (laughs) (laughs) And so, so, yeah, that nod to the weird stuff that fans inevitably get up to. Come on, it's a nice little wink and nudge. Have fun with it, people. Stop taking things so seriously. Yeah. Um, I also really like the girl in the fireplace. I was was about to ask you, about literally going to ask you about that, because, Ah. again... When you guys talk. I gotta get another drink because okay. we've, we've said Do doctor that. too many times. <laughs> because like I guess it's last week, so you can probably listen to it now. <laughs> um, uh, for the most part, there might be still some spoilers in there. But mm-hmm. last week, talking about Doctor Who romances, this this was obviously one I focused on. Yeah. Um, because my theory, and I mean this isn't a spoiler, it was that the tenth Doctor is the most romantic. Now that's a scale. I mean that's a but to me is the most romantic of all the new Who Doctors. But would. And then having watched Casanova, which I know you haven't seen, which is a David Tennant series he was in, also written by Russell T. Davies, which literally was right before oh. Doctor Who and how he cast him. Um, oh, my God. So incestuous. You, and, and you should have watched very short. I mean, it's two episodes on Netflix. Um, I mean, oh, that's it? Was, it? Was three, it was three when it aired, but, you know, it's like two little movies, basically, episodes. Um, so I would highly recommend it, but it's whatever you want. It's on Casanova. Okay. But anyway, it reminded me so much of Girl in the Fireplace because, you know, David Tennant's an actor. He can do whatever he you get him, but you will see the tenth doctor like eighty percent of the tenth doctor in Casanova. Yeah, um, and again, because okay. it's written by Russell, and it's, it's also David. absolutely delightful. It's just a delightful show, and I think it has that mix that you see it with Russell and and David of it can be extremely funny and it can be extremely sad. Um, mm-hmm. It also has Peter O'Toole in it, but anyway. But all that to say, what you think of Girl in the Fireplace about that romance? You know, and is it creepy that he met her as a little girl and all that stuff? <laughs> You know, my initial thought watching the episode was I thought, was this another former companion coming into the limelight? Because we had just gotten through school reunion. Mm-hmm. And I thought, are they doing it again? Am I getting more history? And then, no, it just turns out it's this very long history. I really like the story. It's just a beautifully crafted story. It hits you in all the feels and all the right ways. It's good stuff. Um, so many jokes about mistresses in France. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole thing about taking a banana to a party. That's just a weird, whimsical doctor thing. That's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, drunk Doctor Who. I mentioned that earlier. That's fun. <laughs> and uh, he literally storms in on a white horse and saves the damsel in distress. I mean, what more do you want? Uh, so my big question with this, have we seen Madame de Pompadour ever in a previous installment of the show or is this a new thing? New thing. Totally new. Okay, either way I bought the depth of the connection so mm-hmm. it worked. It was a beautiful story. The one mm-hmm. thing that I just thought that maybe didn't quite work was that Rose and Mickey seemed like they were more than friends again. Like they're just so on again off again. I don't care at this point. <laughs> friends with benefits. <laughs> sure. I, I assumed, not having seen it recently, but I assumed that was sort of like, because, you know, Mickey gets officially companioned, I guess, this series. Um, uh-huh. But in order to, to allow the 10th Doctor to have a romance that's not Rose, they sort of had to... Send her off with Mickey. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not buying it. So they're not yeah. cheating or something? I don't know. Poor Mickey. Yeah. He's just got to be his own person, all right? Mm. Yes. And Rose had a good thing before the Doctor. That was a long time ago now. Mm. They had a thing. Whether or not it was a good thing. <laughs> it was a thing. It was a Definitely thing. a thing. Yeah, I mean, and she then, was nineteen when this. Whole yeah, thing exactly. But you don't know who older. you are at nineteen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about Tooth and Claw, the official introduction of Torchwood? 
you know, this was one that I didn't, I don't think I appreciated it as much as maybe I should mm-hmm. have. You know, like Queen Victoria? What's your... No, I'm <laughs> you know, The Victorian era werewolves, like, they were so- talking in the very beginning of the episode about Scotland. going to 1979, and I almost wish they had instead. <laughs> Disco vibes would be great. Um, like David I gets to talk like in his they're... natural voice for a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> when you told me that David Tennant's Scottish, I thought... Oh, well, isn't that interesting? Because I thought he did a really great Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> Little did I know at the time. Yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so Rhodes really, is not allowed to do Scottish accents. That's so weird. Um, I found the story of this kind of predictable. It's mm-hmm. a special effects showcase, and it excels there. It's great. It kind of shows that up in production value again. But really, like... I don't know. I feel like you can just cue the conspiracy theorists and let them waste countless hours conducting research on whether or not the royal family is a pack of werewolves. <laughs> That's what I get out of this. Yeah. Yeah. The answer is yes. <laughs> I thought they were lizards. Yeah. Vampires. Uh, Probably yeah. all of the above. Well, I think yeah. the, the, uh, the Germans were. The vampire. Germans were the vampires. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, but the Germans uh, are currently the well, current know. royalty in England. So... You think the vampires and the werewolves mixed? I find that a little unrealistic. Well, someone hasn't watched a certain movie with uh, Kate Beckinsale. So. Um, that's primarily because you stay up way too late and watch Underworld. these ridiculous movies. Um, <laughs> Sorry, we're going to have a little domestic, and, and then we'll be right back yeah. with you. <laughs> Domestics disputes next on Time and Space. <laughs> <laughs> It's the whole raison d'etre. Um, so let's talk doomsday then. What, what are okay. your all, any remaining doomsday thoughts or questions? Oh, I mean the ending, right? That's self-explanatory. Well, right? <laughs> sure. It's when the bride shows up, Doctor and that Who. feels like it just comes full circle, right? And I don't know if you saw it to the end of the credits where it says the Doctor will return in the Christmas Bride or the right, Runaway Bride. Runaway Bride. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be our next companion. That's the next Christmas special, and I'll leave it at that. Mm. Okay. All right, all right. <laughs> the Runaway Bride is the next Christmas special. And do you know her? Do you know oh, Catherine Tate? That's, I think, yeah. I know Catherine Tate, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of Catherine Tate. She's okay. fantastic. I look forward to that. Uh, yeah, Daleks versus Cybermen. Okay, yeah. Stakes definitely up. Mm-hmm. And... Nope. Never uh, been higher. I did love how comedic it was. It was like, you identify yourself. Daleks do not identify ourselves. You just did. Ha ha. You know, it's like, I love it. Right? <laughs> Robot Wars. <laughs> now, okay, we kind of, we didn't totally touch on the fact that when Rose touched the Dalek, what sort of impact that had. What is mm-hmm. the impact of Mickey touching the I, Dalek? I guess Can you he's tell a ti- me? Since he uh, was an official companion this series, you know, he gets the, the time traveler touch. Yeah, all the radiation that's pinging around. Since he's been in the TARDIS now. And so yeah. Mickey opened the door to allow all of the Dalek prisoners out. Which I'd forgotten when it was, ah. to tell you the truth. It's been so well since yeah. I saw it. Um, because I just thought maybe it was going to, like, it was, uh-uh. um, that it was, like, because it's shaped like a Dalek. A little too uh-huh. much. But I guess that's okay. why you keep him in there, the clown car. Um, so, yeah. All right, all right. I thought yeah, it was like a other... replicator, but it was just a big clown car for Daleks. Bigger okay. on the inside. Yeah. All right, all right. The big thing, uh, the other big thing that I got was, um, you know, we get more interaction between Jackie and Pete, mm-hmm. and she doesn't care that these goofy inventions made him rich, and I love that so much. How <laughs> rich? Of, 
right? Well, we don't know. <laughs> How <laughs> it, very. It depends on what he says versus the reality. We don't know those numbers. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of sweet that they find a connection until the Daleks come in. Right. You know, like, just sort of like how, you know, people gravitate toward one another in the universe no matter what and some weird pattern that seems to exist in the world kind of shows that. That's great. But, I mean, my big questions were around Rose and just, oh, my God, what just happened? Why? Bad Wolf um, Bay. Is Rose stuck in tor- Torchwood? What What is going on? And I think not stuck in t- Torchwood. I think she says specifically she chooses to... I mean, what to else? Work she, with Torchwood. Because I, I like that she, she's like, I'm working in a shop again. Like, no, just kidding. I'm headed to Torchwood now. Shut say <laughs> yeah, that or shop Torchwood. Yeah, exactly. Shop. Yeah. Mm. Which one? You know. So she's earns more. using her experience. So yes. okay. So question: Is she uh-huh. going to be in Torchwood now? No. no. I will. Yeah, we can what? go and spoil that. Well, let me put it this way. That companion will not be in Torchwood. She's off being a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> Diary of a oh, Call Girl. Oh, things didn't go so well, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a different world, different rules. Um, other companions do show up in Torchwood, but not Rose. Mm. So, Okay, okay. Well, those are my big thoughts on Doomsday, and then I'll just kind of leave it at that until I see more. Right. Yeah, because this Torchwood's an alternate world. I was trying to yeah. figure out, why didn't you, why didn't you have... Rose and Torchwood, because it's a different world. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that makes sense, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's Earth 6, 7. I don't know know how it actually works. It's Pete's world. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, Rose definitely proved herself as capable to do, well, a lot of things Mm. this season. Where Some of my favorite things were where she and the Doctor would split up. He gets to shine, and she gets to shine. Mm-hmm. Doing, you know, kind of just using their respective talents differently to make things happen. So she probably found some way to get out, to get away, do her thing. And then whenever she shows up, she shows up. And I'm looking forward to that already. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I was having watched, you know, it was just now, you know, I'm thinking about like the Christmas special, the Christmas invasion, where she's sort of on her own, you know, with the Zacharek or whatever they're called, I forget. Um, and she's, like, you know, making up the Shadow Proclamation uh, Rule 24 by the Slovene, <laughs> you know. And she, so she's kind of, like, tap dancing. But in this episode, she's literally staring down a Dalek saying, I destroyed the Emperor, fear me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She is in charge. And I love that. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, speaking of Christmas invasion, yo, Independence Day vibes much? <laughs> okay. Also, some Star Trek Six vibes. There you go. Okay. Yeah, that happened for sure. That's in my notes. All right. <laughs> I like it. So then, here, here's here's a question: What are you looking forward to, or what do you suspect about Doctor Who Series Three? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Everything got kind of shaken up pretty hardcore at the last minute. And so knowing that there's going to be now two series of shows that I have to watch. Yeah. I mean, to kind of get a feel like I'll I'll watch Torchwood. I'll give it a chance. I'll see Mm -hmm. what it's about. Uh, That said, though, I'll definitely continue with Doctor Who proper and continue to watch David Tennant, see what's going on. I've got to find out who this next companion is. (laughs) What is going to go down? Um, I love how in this season there is a lot of continuity. They did a lot of world building, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm just wondering where is that all going to go next? 
Are there going to be new things? Are they going to call back to other things that I don't know about? I've got to find out. So, um, you know, we don't spoil, but I do want to at least give you a heads up. So you've give become that up. guy that uh-huh. they were talking exactly. about on West Wing. He's exactly. like, don't t- you know? I'm not going to spoil it, but this thing that happened at the end is the favorite part. Well, say, <laughs> so like super important. <laughs> well, I just think you should have always have a watchword. So, like series one, Bad Wolf. Okay. Okay. Series two, Torchwood. Okay. Series three, two words to always look out for: vote, Saxon. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. at the moment, I have no idea what that means. No. I'm just because, you know. It's and those... you won't for a while. Right. But it's just, you know, if I if you had watched series one again, you would notice almost every episode, Bad Wolf is written somewhere in the background. Yeah. I mean, not every, but maybe it is every episode. But, you know, you know what I'm saying? But if I didn't tell you, you wouldn't know to look for it. But, no. like, and then Torchwood, you know, because they say it. You know, it's in the Christmas Invasion. You get Torchwood and Tooth and Claw, Torchwood, and then Torchwood and the Lesser. But vote Saxon, and you will see an election poster. So just look out for it in Series 3. Vote Saxon. And okay. then it'll all come to Oh, and it's a new introduction. That's so exciting. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, so you can now tick. I'm trying to remember because looking at the list. Now you've ticked off two classic Who villains. So you've darted on the Daleks with Series 1. Uh-huh. Now you've met the Cybermen. Mm-hmm. What do you think of yes. the Cybermen? Who look very different. This is their reintroduction. This is a whole new look than what they looked like. But in they classic. have, yeah, they have followed through. They used to look like sock monkeys. <laughs> okay. I'm not wrong. So it's a little refined. Now. Yes. 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 Okay. Bigger yeah, budget they, on um, BBC. We talked about this earlier. But yeah, yeah Google, <laughs> used Google Images Cybermen. Monkeys. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my. Okay. So yeah. No. Uh, I have no idea what that's about. I'll Google it later when we're done. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm looking in my notes for where I have my description of the Cybermen. Delete. Delete. Yeah. Who apparently okay. had to in the real thing. Oh yeah, this is funny. When they're filming, they had to be connected with elastic bands because they have no peripheral vision in the Ooh. costumes. And so they had to connect people who were walking side by side to make sure they stayed side by side. Whoa. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's intense. Wow. (laughs) Behind the curtain. So the way I describe the Cybermen is it's a cross between the Borg from Star Trek, Mm. Tin Man from Wizard of Oz, Mm -hmm. and C-3PO from Star Wars. Wow. That's a good good call. That's a good, Mm -hmm. good summation. And then you forgot sock monkey, but you know she wouldn't know. I but, wasn't yeah. aware. Yeah. yeah, it'll come up later. <laughs> so it's just interesting to note that the Cybermen first appeared in the first Doctor's last story, the Tenth oh. Planet, his regeneration story. Mm-hmm. So that would have been—I don't know. This off the top of my head, so I'm probably gonna get it wrong. 60, Six. Well, no, sixty-nine would have been the premiere. Is no, it? 63. 63. Because Kennedy gets shots. Okay. Yeah, yeah so. but that's what I was trying to base it off. Yes, I but I think he only did three so to four years. Yeah. So it's probably 66 or 67. Yeah. When, so I'm just saying, the Cybermen were reduced in the late 60s. So now... That's why they looked like sock monkeys. But, but now okay, when you that explains think about, everything. But yeah. now when you watch the Borg, I think someone was a Doctor Who fan, is all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, all right, Okay. I cannot mm-hmm. wait to Google this. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's worth saying. Yeah. Especially when they, because this doesn't happen anytime soon, so you'll flush this out of your memory. They bring back the originals later. 
in a later oh, series. Really? Yeah, I was going to say, you could wait, but it's... Yeah, she'll forget it by that time. Yeah, <laughs> seven series away yeah. or something, so you got some well, time. Well, you know what? That's true, because uh, through when, this, the, when we think the TARDIS is gone, when it's dead... Mm-hmm. I have in my notes a couple of times, oh, the TARDIS isn't dead. It'll come back. But you know what? I got so engrossed in the story that when the TARDIS did finally come back, I had forgotten about it. I'm like, the TARDIS is back. <laughs> was that like the, the Satan Yay! pit or something when they thought it was going to be? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the storytelling was that good to help me forget so that it really was a surprise. That was great. There you go. And yeah. I think when it comes to writing a Doctor Who episode, it's not formulaic, but... It can be, where you have to split the party, you know, so you always mm-hmm. have to split the Doctor and companion, so they have two stories going, and then often, but not always, you have to lose the TARDIS, so the Doctor doesn't have all his powers, or her sure. powers. Of um, course. So, it's always interesting how you accomplish those things. So. Yeah, good times. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Except the one where the TARDIS becomes sentient. Right. Well, that, yeah, and that, which is huh? a good episode. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's fine yeah you'll forget okay. about it by the time it gets there yeah sexy all right <laughs> everything's fine <laughs> awesome so you're still engaged in doctor who after three series and looking yes. forward to more so like i said yeah, you're I'll locked more yeah you're locked in for tenant for a while here i mean that's for good or for ill um obviously for good for but, good yeah. yeah that's not a bad thing no yeah. no he's delightful and you're gonna be sad when he goes but matt smith's gonna be so exciting too but that's not for a while so. yeah you've got some time got time but still yeah i got a lot more to watch now oh my goodness yes. <laughs> are we in the golden age of doctor who right now yes like like what you're watching now or where we are yeah. now no, like what I'm watching right now was this kind of like the peak of Doctor Who fandom no, thus far. I wouldn't say it's the peak at all. Really? Um, because I would say, and I'm not a the expert. I would say, Tennant's era built it up in Britain. Like, I mean, because Christopher had one year. I mean, you know, Chris had done longer, but I think Tennant brings it to a peak in Britain, in okay. UK. Uh-huh. And so when he leaves, it's big, and the and the filters that had begun in the U.S. and worldwide. We're sad to see him soon. But Matt goes global. Matt, I think the 11th Doctor era is when he gets global fandom. I mean, I love Matt Smith. And I'm hard-pressed to choose between Matt Mm -hmm. Smith and David Tennant. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think that's really... Ooh, that's hardcore. Yeah. Because it's not even American Doctor Who fans. Of course, I've always been. But I think 11th Doctor hit mainstream. Well, not main, but... Mainstream fan, and, and I do think you're going to see a lot of similarities between the Eleventh Doctor and the Thirteenth Doctor. I'm kind of excited about that. Ooh, okay, yeah. okay. I'm rubbing but my no. hands. I'm excited. Yeah, but it's, oh, I love Matt. It's Smith. unsurprising that when it comes to New Who, a lot of people will list Ten as their favorite. Mm. I, don't I mean, know, I can but, see but, why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not having oh, full yeah. context, I see why. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah, more he's to come. a lot of fun. I want to hug him. <laughs> you're you're barely halfway through. Yep. You haven't even seen the episode where he meets his wife yet. He That's has true. a wife? Well. Well. Oh, I was actually thinking about the one where he meets his actual wife. No, I know. I thought you did that. Too. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, will, I will say this. I mean, this, I mean, I know this is so stupid, but this next series is my favorite of all the Tenant seasons. Mm. Oh, I would boy. say, because, I mean, okay. it has my favorite companion of his, A. Mm-hmm. B... And I always thought it was like, well, I just like the companion. But then when I look at the episodes, I mean, again, without having episode list in front of me, 80% are out of the park. 
I mean, you have your even the bad ones aren't bad, but like they're all boom, 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 boom to me. Nice. So. Okay, yeah, that's well, really cool. I, spoil, I mean, but... really, I felt like this season was pretty solid. And if you're telling me that the following is just as good, if not better, yeah. wow. Okay. Because yeah. we do still have Blink coming up, right? I know. Next yes. season, Blink. You oh, have Shakespeare. Wait. You have. Yeah, I remembered Shakespeare. Um, you know. Uh, no, lots of things. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about it. I, I think we need to have Shar on as Gridlock. soon as she finishes watching Blink. Because that's such an <sighs> iconic episode. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> one of... you. Ha- it's. I'm trying to think when I say this, but I think this is right. I think the biggest introduction of a new mm-hmm. alien species villain. Yes. So, like, just like the Daleks and Cybermen are classics... That, I think the ones you'll get interested in Blink uh, are one of the are on the list of yeah. the, the oh ultimate my. Doctor Who baddies. Yes, yeah, and it okay. also has Carrie Mulligan in it, and she's delightful. So, all go. right, yeah, yeah. that was yes. a fun. How, okay. How, how, how early in that? Because, like I said, I think it's probably before Family of Blood and uh, you know the two parter with mm. John Smith. Because I think oh. they had to film so much. Oh, that's gosh. What, you know, yeah. Which is another. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's so much good stuff coming. Yeah. But yeah, we got to have Shore <laughs> back on to talk about Blink because I do oh, think it's boy. such an iconic. Yeah. Iconics. Mm, okay. I'm excited. You <laughs> yeah. have me enticed. <laughs> I'm excited. I know. Because that's an excuse, too. So, um, for folks who want to listen to more of you and not spoil you, of course, listeners, because that is the pact we have, <laughs> yes. where can folks listen and, re- and uh, contact you? Well, you can follow me on Twitter. My handle is oh the profanity. And if you are not sick of hearing my voice, you can go uh, onto the nerdparty.com and look up Punch It, where I co-host a podcast called uh, Punch It <laughs> with Tristan Riddell, <laughs> and we talk about writing in Star Trek, and I also do a vidcast with my husband, much like this show uses a married couple. We do a thing, and uh, it's about reviewing Babylon 5, where my husband is watching the show for the very first time. Awesome. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks for coming by. Thank you. When you close your eyes. I go to the library. Go to the library now. And now for our Into the TARDIS library, we're going to talk about Blackpool. Yes. Another TV series starring David Tennant, which premiered 11 November 2004. Would you like to read the synopsis? I would love to. The plot concerns the murder of a young man in a Blackpool arcade and how it affects the people involved in the arcade in the investigation. As the investigation proceeds, it takes its toll on the characters Ripley, Morrissey, David Morrissey, David Morrissey, under suspicion of murder, finds his public and private life slowly unraveling as both his bullying nature and long-forgotten demons from his past return to haunt him, whilst Carlisle... Tenant. David Tennant. <laughs> David Tennant. Intent on proving Ripley is the murderer and planning to use Natalie Parrish. I don't know. David? Parrish. So should we assume David? <laughs> Let's assume David. To get to him, finds himself genuinely falling in love with her instead. So what do you think about this series of singing along the songs? It's mad as a box of frogs, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I was reading on the, uh, I think it was a Wikipedia article, but anyway, that the soundtrack is available, and then they explained why each song was 
chosen, which will be interesting. Mm. I did I did notice there is, and we we only watched sort of one and a half episodes, but there is certainly an Elvis motif, which I guess yes. is supposed to be I'm obvious. Las Vegas, yeah, and Blackpool, and but, yeah, but, Morrissey looks a lot yeah, like Elvis. He has Elvis the, the sideburns, yeah. and then they have Elvis and the gambler at the end of the song with the ice cream or whatever. Yep, yep. And so um, Elvis, yo. And the first song is Diva Las Vegas. So. Yep. So. Um, but yeah, so what do you think of Davis? It's what 2004, as we said, so this is pre Casanova. And so, what did you think of his role in this? I think it's six episode series, yeah. So far, uh, he's he's good. This is genuinely, this is Broadchurch the musical. <laughs> he's very well, I mean, this is gonna sound stupid, obviously, he's Scottish, but like, I think this is. He's letting it all out. This is one of the few series where I hear him at like 100% Scottish. Yes. Yeah. And Ripley at one point refers to him as Braveheart. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. A little bit. But Ripley seems to be that kind of guy because he has lots of, of dreadful derogatory things to say. I think, and I don't know, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think your the favorite moment for you so far was... Um, these boots were made for walking with the choreography <laughs> yes. of, of the Davids. Step, 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 twist, step, 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 twist. <laughs> now our foreheads are together. It, yeah. <laughs> now we're dancing in a tango. It, yeah. It was it was <laughs> surreal. Incredibly surreal. And also, I'm afraid to now take you uh, gambling because I think you'll be disappointed that if we use any slots, it won't have... David Tennant's face on it. I know. In a proper little bobby hat mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, or a cowboy hat. Or a cowboy hat, because these boots were made for walking. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely absurd. Uh, that does not mean I'm not enjoying it. Yeah, I think it's 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 definitely interesting. Cause, you know, these, and I forget. I mean, I could look it up, but I'm not going to. Um, but I forget who, <laughs> who wrote this, but... You know, it is sort of one of those things, like a broad church, where you have this main thing. I mean, it's much smaller, of course, in scope than broad church, but you, I mean, even though it opens with a murder. But um, you have this sort of population of these main characters, but then you sort of populate it with all these other characters. This sort of, I guess they're all supposed to be suspects, I suppose. So, yeah. Which I guess is the same thing against broad church, too. You, you create this town, but the reason you create the town is that there can be so many suspects. And I'm still relatively sure, much like broad church, that it's David Bradley. <laughs> exactly. Once again, the first or the third first doctor pops up again do you think this is where david Tennant earned the nickname dt because there were too many davids in this cast <laughs> for them to call them all by their name i assume that must be and then did he slide into the dms dt slide into the dms you're so weird that's how the choreography chart went <laughs> yeah. dt needs to slide into dm in this part <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's weird and creepy and mm-hmm. perfect for this might be the prostitute you know because she's the prostitute with both the dad and the son yeah which is yeah yeah and then i can't remember the actor's name but the david Tennant's partner the uh, police department do you re- do you recognize him no he was in torchwood in the episode i know we, you know you memorize all it it's the episode where the guy just suddenly appears like he's always been there Adam, I think. But anyway. Okay. He's yeah, he's he suddenly appears, uh, you know, like he's a member of Torchwood and, and he's always been there and he knows everyone and and 
I'm trying to remember how that ended. But anyway, yeah, so that that's uh he was in Torchwood. Episode. Okay. Well, and one of the dead guy's friends looked familiar to me, which suggests he may have ended up on Hollyoaks or something like that. <laughs> he was young. Yeah. Uh, yes, and you said this was 2004. Right. And so I was not quite in my hey, I'm watching Hollyoaks phase. So uh that didn't come until Really, until 2005 mm-hmm. for me, when I was living with my housemate Mel, because she was, that's where I watched Hollyoaks, and that way where I was first introduced to Chris Hemsworth via Home and Away, because uh-huh. she was all up in the soaps. And, I mean, I've never sat down and looked at David Tennant's filmography, but, and I guess it's dumb to say it, but I'll say it, you know, he's obviously a working TV actor, you know, so he's doing, I mean, mm-hmm. I know, you know, British TV only has so many episodes, but, so, yeah. But anyway, so but you know he he does, he does uh, this one, and then he'll move on to Casanova, and then he'll move on to the big one, Doctor Who, and then you know Broadchurch, and then and he managed to fit Hamlet in there somewhere, <laughs> as you always do, as you always do if you are a male British actor, you know. But I mean, as far as it, and I guess when I thought about it, and again, I know it's a different country, different industry, but to have an actor who's consistently in TV series. Mm. Um, and maybe that's true for all of them. I just, but obviously, he's one we're noticing because it's the tenth month. Exactly. Um, and he's actually—I haven't looked at it. There's a Netflix. There's something on Netflix now that he's in. Is um, it Good Omens? No, that's on Amazon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Somebody should yeah, make that clear. Make it clear. Yeah. And I can't remember what it is because it, it, I just remember seeing that it was the UK version. And then there's like the same thing, but it's like the German version or something or whatever. But huh. anyway, yeah, I, I can't remember what it's called, but I just remember saying, oh, there's David Tennant on a Netflix show that I haven't seen. So, he's working. Yeah, he's working. And running his podcast and apparently having a baby. That's right. He has another mouth to feed now. Yep. So he's got to keep the working. That's right. <laughs> keep the working. All right. So what are we going to talk about next episode, my love? Well, we're continuing our 10th Doctor celebration and... Observation. Celebration and observation. I meant like C&O. I said to observe the holiday, not to observe the... But anyway. Oh, um, what holiday? David Tennant. Oh. The 10th, the, 10th the month as the 10th doctor. Holiday. Yeah. That's a... Like the whole month yes. is the holiday? Yeah. Are we supposed to be off work? I mean, we're s- supposed to be. So who do I need to talk to about that? I think My we're boss, over, I guess. I think we're getting overtime. Um, <laughs> Excellent. But I thought we'd just go and have some fun and just do some lists. Oh, I don't like fun. I know. Well, I, trust me, I know after three years. Um, <laughs> but I thought we'd just do some lists. So, like, lists of favorite series, list of companions. Like, you can't say your S's. <laughs> <laughs> list of favorite episodes. You know, whatever. We're going to do some rankings, some some forced ranking of, <laughs> okay. of like, you list the, the top three companions in order. So, well, who's your one, two, and three for David Tennant? Okay. Tenth Doctor. I mean, there's more than that, I know. Um, and then the series, which one are the best? And then even the um, the specials of the fourth. You know, So, we're going to force ourselves to make some choices. Ugh. Yeah. I'm not good at choices. All right. Well, so you said on the wedding day. <laughs> now you're just being mean. Don't be dreadful. But as always, we want to thank Wally and the Sonnots for providing us with their jazz Doctor Who theme tune cover. Whoop, whoop. And until next week, enjoy the Doctor's many adventures throughout time, time and, and space. space.
This is BBC Television.